If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Jill. How are you today? Good. Um, we've talked a bit about substitute teaching and how you did that gig and I did, I did not. <laughs> and I came across something on Facebook that I thought was pretty interesting and worth talking about. Okay. Um, I follow different Catholic schools. I don't follow all Catholic schools, but I have... Um, I have a friend who teaches over at McGill Tulin Catholic High School. Uh, she's contributed a bit before. And so I follow them on Facebook. And I saw a post from the high school saying, um, calling all substitute teachers, your semester orientation is coming up on whatever date and whatever time. And I thought, Ooh. what in the world do you do at a substitute teacher orientation? And uh, how cool is that, that you could gather everybody, even if they've been subbing for a long time and give them advice or whatever about the whole building. But it also made me think about what would you do in the classroom if you had a chance to sit in front of anyone who was going to sub sub for you that year. And this I just, so my world, I know my wheels started turning about like all the things that we sort of take for granted that substitute teachers know how to do, or we get frustrated when they don't know how to do certain things because we thought we were clear in our instructions. So what do you think about that? Okay. So I'll tell you that I did attend a substitute teacher orientation, which I never, I never oh. would have pulled that out of my head until you just now said this, because I'll tell you as a principal, I did not do a proper orientation for my subs because most of the subs that came into my school when I was a principal were people who knew the school. So they were either right. retired teachers or they were parents. They were people who knew it. So I didn't feel the need to orientate them, which I, that was probably a bad assumption on my part. Okay. Um, you know, don't assume, but when I was subbing, I went to the school and there were probably three of us that were in the substitute teacher orientation. We got, and it was, it's a high school built. It was a high school building, not an elementary building. So, um, my first sub job was at, um, 
uh, that would have been rebuffed Jesuit where I ended up working anyway. But, um, I had such a good experience there as a sub. I wanted to work there to be honest. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So I went and they gave us a tour of the building and they talked us through their schedule because they have a very, every single day, they have a different schedule there. So explaining what, and then what the open times are during the day where the students have personal responsibility time and just kind of talking us through, this is, this is how we do things. This is the culture of our school. This is what you can expect here. Here are the teachers that you can lean on if you need anything, if you need to come and talk to us about this or that. Um, Teachers are expected to leave this for you. When you come into their classroom, this is what you can expect from the teachers. So it was a very clear and structured approach. And I mean, it kind of ruined me because any place else that I subbed after that was not like that. Mm. Uh I love, and I have to think like a leader, but I'm thinking about how your potential next teachers that you hire could be from that substitute teacher list and how, Mm -hmm. how you present yourself in those moments as a teacher or as a school really would have an impact on if someone wants to be there every day. I'm thinking too about discipline, even if they knew a little bit more about as a building, this is how we approach discipline or this is how we talk to students about this or this. So not just, you know, give them a a detention if their shirt's untucked, but instead like this is how we talk to students or here's how we want you to Mm. jot down their names, but don't discipline them directly or whatever the instruction would be about behaviors or how you do expect students to behave or things that have been going wrong. I don't know. I just feel like you could give them a heads up on how student behaviors were happening. And um, even like, okay, and if you subbed in five or 10 different schools on a rotation, some stand up for prayer, some face the cross for prayer, some have students recite a prayer together. Some, you know, just really, um, we take for granted all the little things that happen or Mm -hmm. when the bell rings or if, if we're coming over the announcements, how are the students, are they all supposed to pause? Are they allowed to walk in the hallway if an announcement is on or do they have to stop? Like all, all the little things that are, that are little, but if you add up your whole day, if you're in more than one building, they're not, they're not the same everywhere. So I don't know. I think there's a lot you could do. I kept thinking, what would you do in that orientation? And now it's like with you sharing your ideas, you could easily fill some time there. Okay, but not only that. So you're you're orienting your your subs, but then if what you're saying is true, then you've also set an expectation with all of your teachers that when you are out and you have a sub coming in, this is what you have to leave for them because they've been told and they're expecting. So you as the teacher have, and I don't, I don't know. I think again, as a department chair, as a teacher, I talk to my department about this is how we do it. If, um, you know, if one of us isn't here, this is how we're going to leave our sub plans or this, because sometimes we ended up having to sub for each other. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Right. So you want to make sure that whoever's going to come in and cover your class, you're leaving them something that is, we've talked about this too. I mean, it's got to be purposeful. It's got to be, you know, here's the student that you can, you know, ask this student questions. They'll tell you, you know, this is how we do things or this student can lead things, whatever. But, um, 
yeah, I think as a teacher saying to each other, hey, if I have to cover your class, please do this for me. But as an administrator, you know, to say to your teachers, when somebody comes in your class, these are the things you need to leave them. Uh, we've, I was, again, like I said, as, as a principal, I didn't, I didn't have that structured approach. And, you know, that's, that's, that was something that I, I'm, I'm lacking in uh, as a well, leader. So that's my, okay. that's my shout out to other it's, leaders. Well, yeah, and it's hard. And what can a teacher do? So uh, what yeah. a teacher could mm-hmm. do is start to make, you know, kind of that handbook or that culture orientation. I mean, it doesn't have to be a yeah. session, a live session. It could be, okay, if you've been a teacher in your building for a few years and you know that some subs yeah. come in more you know, like stronger than others, what is the one pager? Like, what should they know regardless if they're in your room or a different room, you could probably be the teacher who writes that master like, welcome, let me tell you about my school. And and at least it gives them something in their packet when they arrive in the morning. I think that would be good. I also wonder about offboarding. Uh, you know, I loved getting notes back from the sub as a teacher, no matter what they yeah. wrote down, I would, yeah, me too. I would read mm-hmm. it. But I wonder if we should ask substitute teachers at the end of that, like, what's five things you learned about my class today? Or what are some things you observed that you don't think I see? when I look at my class or some sort of question at the end of that, because they have a different insight into that room than you do as a teacher. Um, and so it makes me wonder too, as a school mm-hmm. leader, how often should I be asking the feedback of my subs? Cause they're seeing a bit of culture that I don't get to see. And so asking them those types, I don't know, questions about what they're noticing or yeah. what went wrong. And if you get their honesty, your school gets to improve its culture or improve its approach to things. So Subs have insight. Okay. Super insightful. Um, There was one school that I worked at as a teacher who I've talked about in the past, Christ the King Catholic School in Indianapolis, where we had to arrange our own subs as teachers. So there was a list of subs. And so, you know, after being there for, you know, a year, a couple of years, Mm -hmm. you know, you you do form a relationship with the subs and they'll right. tell you. So I remember calling some of those people like either before or after the day, if I knew I was going to be out, if it was a scheduled day out, I would call that sub and we would talk through, you know, and they would get to know the kids. And so that was actually a really That's great good way to do things. And then to talk to them afterward, I love the notes and, you know, not every teacher has the opportunity to talk to this, to actually speak to the sub after they have subbed in the classroom. But I, sometimes I would, I would call and say, you know, Hey, did this go on? Or this has been going on with the student. What did you see? Like, it was really, that was really insightful to be able yeah, to talk to awesome. somebody who's a visitor in your classroom for a right. day, you know? Yeah. I Oof. love that. Okay. Well, there's the bell. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for jumping on that one, Colleen. It was great to see that on social media. Uh, so thanks for the energy boost to everyone as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time. 